Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. What are you doing? I just said don't overcook it. You're overcooking it. Bring it over. You want your steak? Bring it over. Bring it over. It's like a piece of charcoal. Bring it over here. You want your steak? Yeah, right Good. now. Yeah, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. As always, joined in the studio live by my man, Los Georges. He handles the production, the engineering, the chit to my chat. And guess what? His artistic and, what is it, Photoshop? Paintbox? Whatever? Yeah, Photoshop. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, you're, you're like me. Whenever it has to do with the computer, you actually have to find like a 15-year-old to show you how to do it, right? It she goal. used to be 15, although it's, it's payback because I taught her how to use the computer in the first place when she was a little girl. So Which I don't is feel to say, bad. what, you showed her where the on-off button was she, and she showed you everything since? She learned her ABCs on the keyboard while sitting on my lap. Well, God bless you because I've got a new time, a new show. And a new logo designed by my man, Los Georges. Of course, everything here surround, centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. Yeah, baby, we go global. Hope everybody had a great week out there. Hope you're having a great day. It's Monday. I don't know what to tell you. you know, I really don't know what to say about whether or not you're having a great day on Monday. Frankly, as I uh, intimated in my Facebook posting, you should just call in hungover. You can't call in sick, but you can call in hungover. That's... That, that's I think, you're I think you can to get do. it together by two o'clock to tune into the groove. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> what you do is you take your you take your little smartphone, you put your headphones on, you get underneath the covers so nobody else knows you're doing it because you know they find out you're listening to the groove. Now everybody's going to want to be your fucking friend. All right. Lots of stuff to get to this week. Hey, guess what happened today? Cuba's back. Skippy. Embassies, embassies. We love yeah. embassies. Cuba's back. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, Bill Cosby had a second career for about 40-some-odd years as an amateur gynecologist. God bless him. Either Actually, amateur gynecologist slash anesthesiologist. There we go. Sure. Multitasking. Absolutely. And, of course, I'm going to try and answer the age-old question today. In a media spat between John McCain and Don Trump, does anybody actually win? The answer, of course, is no. That's not going to stop me from my... We, we win. We win, yeah. <laughs> we, who get to comment on it, we win. I'm not going to stray away from my man crush, Donnie. Donnie, love you, Donnie. It's all right. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to tell you something. What I've discovered is that Don Trump, Don Trump is basically saying out loud in front of all these microphones what all of the Republicans who are complaining about him actually say behind closed doors to each other. So there's really nothing new about that. I've also got some of the coolest ass music you can hear anywhere. That's right. The most diverse groove anywhere on the air. I've got a uh, drive groove set for my boys at Precision Auto Works. By the way, car's driving great. God bless Dave Carey and the crew over there. With Audio Slave, and yeah, I'm bringing back the Shredding Steves. I've got Shredding Steves, but it's from a tribute album. It's Shredding Steve. I, it's a song by Steve Morris I'd never heard. I've never heard this song. I finally got around listening to some stuff that I'd had in a file for a long period of time. It's a lot of stuff that he had on tribute albums where he does, there's a Rush tribute album. And this one is to Tommy Boland. So I found Crazed Fandango, absolutely phenomenal song. I've got a good mix for you, special ed into Fun, Love, and Criminals. We're going to get our 
you know, we're going to get our club mix groove swirl thing going on. You know, we're a bit earlier today. We're, we're literally 25 hours earlier than we normally are. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Hold on. I think I do know what to do with myself, which is play a lot of really cool music and then talk a lot about current events. Hey, you know what? It's just past 2 o'clock. I got it. <laughs> well, there was a discussion as to whether or not I was going to screw that up. I've, had, I've been focused. I'm very focused. Didn't need to tie a string around your finger. Not at all. But you changing the clock right before I got it, you're coming <laughs> up with my mind. It's a God bless. Once again, without Los George, I am nothing. I am nothing, I say. It's just past 2 o'clock here in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. You know what? That means it's just past 8 o'clock on the big island of Hawaii. Just past 7 o'clock at night in Lytham St. Anne on that blessed plot where right now... The British Open is going on, I think. Every time I turn on the television, it looks like it's the wind's blowing 40 miles an hour. I've got as good a chance of making a of making like a double bogey on those holes as any one of these professionals do. Certainly as evidenced by uh, Tiger Woods, who shot a four-over on the first. The guy is literally the new David Duval. By the way, we're kicking off the show in the background right now. Yeah, if you're not starting off your show with the Godfathers of Groove live from Meridium, guess what? Your show's not as groovy as this one. Literally a band called the Godfathers of Groove. I'm also going to crack open the garage. I got stuff by the Meters, Ty Wagner. I've even got a little something for the Michigan contingent out there, the Stooges. So I'm going to be throwing that one in there. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, it's just past 9 o'clock in a country that's already gone broke. Greece. That's right, AAA rated bonds according to Moody's. Go ahead and invest now, folks. Don't worry, they won't bail you out. No, not so much. And like I said, they're the Donald Trump of Europe. They keep going broke, broke and people keep giving them money for absolutely no reason. So they can live on somebody else's time. Pretty much the way Don Trump does. Or any casino owner, I might add. Just about ready to kick it off here. Yo, George, you ready, my friend? Yes. Yes, you ready? See. Si. We are all ready here. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff today, including guys who shoot turtles, my man Jason DeGrom. We are trying to shoot turtles anyway. I mean, you'll put a cap in that turtle's shell, baby. We got all that. Saddle up and stick around, though. Let's get the music going. It's the Groovaton on SoulFlowRadio.com.
trying to do? You ruined my record, man. I just bought it. I don't care what you just bought. You get your little fanny perpendicular and get ready for school. I'm not going to school. What do you mean you're not going to school? Just what I said. I'm not going to school. And why not? Because I'm sick. That's why not. Sick. You're sick, all right. What's wrong with you now, Prince Charming? I got an earache. Earache, my eye. How would you like a buttache? Now get your little fanny out of that bed and, and clean up this room. It looks like a pigsty. You hear me? <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough. You pushed me far enough, young man. You're getting punished. Now stand up. No. I said stand up. I let go of my hair, man. Now, young man, I have talked to you and talked to you and talked to you till I'm blue in the face and I'm done talking to you. Good. Does that mean you're done spitting on me, too? Shut up. I'm not done talking to you. Now turn around and bend over. <laughs> What are you going to do, you pervert? Pervert? Why are you snotty? Oh, 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 shut up. I haven't even touched you yet. Now I want you to know this is going to hurt you a lot more than it's going to hurt me. Oh, wow. That didn't even hurt. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. What are you trying to do? Tickle me? Tickle you? Yeah, I'll tickle you. Oh, oh, hey, tickle, huh? Come on, let me tickle. Come on, laugh it up, Tony Brown. Now you get your clothes on and get your little butt ready for school. Right now, do you understand? Yeah. All right. Your last low shot. Yo, it's getting dark. Don't you forget the handshake in the park. They want to feel your fate and they should buy for every hour that you made. But the payment be pay me and you'll see what happens if you dismiss me. I'll stuff your balls in your throat if you piss me off. When my fist connects with your face, it won't be soft. Payback's a bitch, this you don't know. My information that you spent have all my money on blow. I hope you enjoy stepping all the dope. Cause if you leave even a second, I put a bullet in your back end. I love your family in a row. Bullets in the heads of the ones you love and know. Where you gonna go? The police? Most of them suckers are on payroll. Please, nothing left for you but to get down on your knees. Like my clock trigger big in its release What you wanna do is pay back your heart Don't want to fuck with the load shark I'm on your case, son 24 7 on and on I need a cash suit My time was up with the rising moon Don't try to miss me He's the man of the devil's arm He's a dead Will be your last no shark I'm on your case, son 24 7 on and on Need a cash suit My time was up with the rising moon Don't try to miss me He's the man of the devil's arm He's a dead G Will be your last no shark I'm on the run from the gun of the lone shark Working in the dark, parking lot Shadows make my heart stop Better life and away you Said he threw me a favor Sick behavior now I'm rapping for a seat Should I take him out Feet of the south What am I thinking about I heard it from word of mouth The shark is a slaughterhouse Duck around corners Dream in the corner Finding my body in pieces In a dumpster for a gator Then I wear my sneakers From the dodging and running Never can you know When the lone shark's coming As I peer Over the rooftops in fear Epiphany A moment of clarity is here See the life that I once had The respect of my friends Which of the days You thought would never end There's only one way Won't give the satisfaction I fall free from worry And I owe my last action Fuck from the start In the drawers of the lone shark I'm on shark. your case, on and on. I need a cash suit. My time was up with the rising moon. Try to me. He's the man of the devil's arm. He's a fetchy. Will be your last no shot. I'm on your case, 
Sean. 24 7 on and on. I need a cash soon. My time was up with the rising moon. Try to ditch me. He's the male that was born. He's the best G. We'll be your last little shark. But we ain't running no charity. My contract is spelled out with clarity. If your dumbass is high and you're on supply, you better get some wings, cause you're going to fly. Long shark, stealer of lies, breakers of hearts. You're married to the low shark till death do us part. Long shark, give me a dollar, take my soul. You always pay the price of the long shark toll. It's cash and pull that's required. My guns are all loaded and fired. Here comes the flash, don't you know that I'm tired of chasing? Coke up fees and lie I'll pay you back with cash. Swimming in despair, a world without borders. Caught in the current of the long shark waters. In the hip hop game, we are the long shark crew. Sound liberation, the legend continues. You see, son. 24 7 on and on. I need a cash soon. My time was up, the rising moon. Try to diss me. He's the man with the devil's maw. He's a dead G. We'll be your last no shark. When you can't shun. 24 7 on and on. I need a cash soon. My time was up, the rising moon. Try to diss me. He's the man with the devil's maw. He's a dead G. We'll be your last no shark. And when you can't shun. 24 7 on and on. I need a cash soon. My time was up, with the rising moon. Try to diss me. He's the man with the devil's maw. He's a dead G. We'll be your last no shark. And when you can't shun. 24 7 on and on. I need a cash soon. My time was up, with the rising moon. Try to diss me. He's the man with the devil's maw. Oh, you sound liberation, the OCU. That's my man Gene Pritzker right there. From the album Days, absolutely a must-own if you're into that kind of stuff, and I am. This guy, I swear to God, the, the sheer breadth of musical genres he incorporates in his uh, in his recordings spans the globe. I actually have friends of mine. I just saw a friend of mine, Paul Romanelli. He is in a band called the Shane Duncan Band, which now has its songs on 60,000 jukeboxes, which when he told me that, I was very impressed by it. I'm impressed by that. It's country music. It's straight-up country music. Now, if you like straight-up country music, Shane Duncan Band. They've, uh, Life's, uh, Life's Snooze Bar. They've got another song that I really like called Get Your Drink Up. I'm going to take that song. I'm going to send it to Gene, who's the head of Sound Liberation. I'm going to have him funkify it for me. I already spoke to Paul, asked for his official okie-dokie on that. I said, because I want to play you, but I'm not playing country music. I just can't do it. I, ca- I can't. I love you. I know you're welcome. I I'm here for you. So in any event, that sound liberation lone shark before that Cheech and Chong earache my eye. <laughs> That's uh that is part of an entire thing where they're doing the song and the father comes and goes turn that music down. So I did that kicking it off. Myself and George both we both love this band Devo underrated band out the yin absolutely and underrated as musicians underrated as songwriters underrated as entertainers as entertainers they really did it gut feeling one of my all-time favorites from these people so what happened this week well first things first last tuesday um which is the last time i did a show that night was the all-star game and from my beloved mighty metropolitans jason jacob de the one guy that made the all-star team they brought him in to pitch one inning against the american league he threw a total of 10 pitches nine of which were strikes he struck out the entire side on 10 pitches so american league Suck it, baby, because the Mets, all baseball, just suck it. Because I swear to God, the Mets are going to find a way to get some hitting in there. They just had an 18-inning game against the number one team in Major League Baseball yesterday. They gave up one run. It was nothing-nothing at the end of nine. Now It was like a soccer match, for Christ's sake. They finally won it. The Mets won it in the 18th, 3-1. to one. Okay, Last game of that, you know, they had like, it's like a mini road trip, I guess, you know, right after the All-Star. But... God bless our pitching staff. Thank freaking God. What else happened this week? Well, sticking with sports, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a big golf fan. I was watching the uh, the British Open, so it's probably on right now, because for the only the second time in their 140-some-odd-year history, it was so windy on Saturday that they had to cancel part of the round. People would place their ball in the green. It would just blow away. 
had marking your ball tough in gale force winds. It was literally they had they rated the winds at like it was just at that it reached that mile per hour thing where it was tropical storm. I'm like, welcome to Scotland, baby. You know where our summers really are kind of like your winters, except we play golf. So now, now Tiger Woods, the guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat at this point. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I don't care how big you make the cup. The guy has completely lost it. And, you know, people are like, well, you know, after the whole thing with the wife and this, that, and the other. It's right. His mind's not in it. And I'm, you know, I recall this guy, this guy Duval, who was like the number one golfer in the world. And then one day, he just couldn't get anything. He was shooting 10 over par, and he had to leave the game. He hasn't been seen from since. Seen or heard from. I mean, he's gone. Gone. He was number one in the world, and then the next year he was ranked 153rd, and then after that he didn't even make the ranking. It took him two years to literally fall off the shelf or the edge of the world as Republicans see it. Um, you like that one? I give that edge of the world thing in yeah. there. I throw that in. I like. I chied. I chied, because, I chied from love, and I chied from knowledge as well, something that Republicans also don't have as they fall off the end of the world because, you know, they're flat. <laughs> I've got all kinds of great music. We're going to talk about... At some point, you know what? I'm bringing it up now. I can't. I can't hold off on this anymore. Here in Florida, you know, sea turtles. I I had a sea turtle license plate for for sea turtles. And apparently, um, one of the guys from the Audubon Society. They go out there, and if you you live here in Florida, or probably in any coastal community, particularly here in South Florida, sea turtles. They have these sea turtle like uh, nesting areas. nesting areas. Right? They put a little fence around, a little sign, and everybody respects it. Everybody respects it. I've never seen anybody disrespecting it down here. They're sea turtles, for Christ's sake. We love our wildlife. We love our beaches down here. It's yeah. the one thing that people kind of collectively in South Florida all agree on. Got to take care of it. Got, you know, Even though they want to try and drill in the Everglades, that's like out of sight, out of mind for these. That's the swamp. That's the, the swamp. A beach. A beach, right. The turtles. So the guys out there in the owner mine, apparently some guy comes along and doesn't like sea turtles and takes and shoots him. Shoots him in the leg. Shot him in the leg. Shot the guy from the Audubon Society in the leg. And my first thought was this. You know what? It's fine when, when we shoot each other. But you start bringing animals into the mix. That's and now right. now you're going to start dealing with PETA. PETA's now going to come. Was he trying to mess with the little sea turtles? That This guy literally... I. I think that they should let this guy go free and then let Peter get a hold of his address and see what happens. Now, I'm sure. not a big fan of stuff like that, but in this instance, this guy needs to be taken down. And a friend of mine, after I posted that, said, you know, not everybody should own guns. Like I've been saying, my friend is a big gun advocate. He said, well, you know, as I've said before, not everybody should own guns. I said, yeah, but apparently everybody does. Sure. Well, see, if the Autobahn guy had been armed, that's, you know, that's, that's the why answer. People who are, if you care, if you love sea turtles, if you care about the planet and you love sea turtles, arm yourself. Arm because yourself. Because you, you... The, the Audubon Society of the NRA. Obviously, you need to... How are you going to protect the sea turtles from a gun-wielding lunatic if you can't fire back? I couldn't agree with you. I mean... That was my philosophy. Listen, next guy that goes out there, messes with a sea turtle, you know... Blows gets, that off. Gets, yeah. Taking shots at sea turtle. Autobahn guy shows up. Bam! You know, the next guy will think twice. Well, I think the other thing is, is that if you can shoot the guy who wants to kill the sea turtles, you can claim standing on your own ground on behalf of the sea turtles. Then, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. But my, I'm standing my... Uh, yeah, I'm like, still my proxy. Yeah, he's, so, so he's like, you know, I was like, you know... Everybody does have a gun. They all have guns. This is this is my problem with guns now is that we've gotten to the point where, you know, that was my thing about the thing that went on in uh, South Carolina. You want to know how to stop church shootings? Don't eliminate guns. Eliminate churches. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. it. You take away the churches, sure. there'll be no more church shootings. See, that's the way the NRA thinks. Either that or it needs to be an armed encampment within which we pray. 
all of us should be carrying sidearms like around everywhere. It'll be the most polite society. Everybody will be very polite, hat tipping. You know, everybody. Yes, ma'am. Everybody will keep their hat hands tip. on the table. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, no, so. you know we'll as, as soon as somebody's hand goes below the table, everybody will be like, hey, 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 bring it back up, buddy. You want to see those hands? Gosh, I, I, I have an itch. Then you better stand up and walk over there where we can see what you're scratching. That's exactly <laughs> it. You going to the movies tonight? No. Then why are you picking your seat and your gun? That's where I keep my gun. Well, of course, if you go to the movies in Colorado, you better be armed. You should be. You should you know, be. You on. never know. You know they were they were they were very happy about finding the uh, the shooter out there. You know they didn't find him insane, so now they get to kill him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's like we want justice, so we want to kill somebody. All right, enough about guns and sea turtles. I got music out the Wazuski for you. I have had so many people there. You know, it's funny. The the cool thing is is that I'll, I'll constantly I'll be out someplace and I'll hear music by somebody that I like that I haven't played yet. This one, Depeche Mode, people, I've just been getting it from everybody. All girls, too. It's all girls. My girl died. Depeche Mode, where's Depeche Mode? Friend of mine, Andrea. Depeche Mode, where's Depeche Mode? Are you saying I'm girly because I like Depeche Mode? No, I'm okay. not. I'm saying that those are the people that absolutely can't deal with the fact that I haven't played. I, I don't like mind. The, I like their early stuff. And as I, I yeah. told a friend of mine, I... Amen. Yeah. Uh, speak and Spell, Construction Time Again, those albums. Even People Are People's pretty decent pretty decent record. I went and saw them in, uh, I guess around 93, 94 in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'll tell you something. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. It's three guys on stage. Huge stage. Keyboards out the yin-yang. They have like six different Rick Wakeman setups, you know? Like Neil Peart has the drum, the, the ring of drums. Yes. These guys all have the ring of you know, it's a keyboard city. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like craft work. Right. Or, uh, you know, any of those bands. They just walk out there with like the 50, buggles. Right, yeah. 50,000 farfizas. You know? What does this one do? What, right. It's, it's a far- this one sounds like a trumpet. I like it. It's called a farfisa fest. In any event, I, you know, I've got almost all the Depeche Mode, and I went through a bunch of it and stuff, and I came up with, you know, a song that I felt like listening to, which is Everything Counts. I like the lyrics. I like the beat. I like the song. I like Depeche Mode. Get off my freaking back. It's the Groovathon, and you got your damn Depeche Mode. Here you go.
would not want to be staring like that at me.
No bounds, baby. Sneaker pimps. That's from uh, their first release, uh, something X. I can't is it. Uh, Becoming X. That is postmodern sleaze. I have literally had that song uh, in the lineup for like the last five weeks. I keep running out of time. I never get to play it. And so I was like, all right, I'm putting it in the middle of the show this time. Not at the end. This one's not getting kicked out. Absolutely dynamite little band there. I discovered that they uh, they got their name. Sneaker Pimps from um, the Beastie Boys. Uh, I think the album was Grand Royale, where they had somebody out there looking for sneakers for them. They wanted to find particular kinds of sneakers, and so these guys got the name of their band from the. There was a line in there about looking, you know, guys a sneaker pimp. He's pimping out sneakers. And that's how they showed, so they got that. So there you go. That was one of the little things I learned when I was because I do the work, so you don't have to. I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know that was a job either, but apparently it is. And, of course, okay, you know, before that, uh, Depeche Mode, everything counts, blah, blah, blah. So, today, at 10.30 this morning, and I didn't see it live because I went, and just a special shout-out to my friend, Andrea. It was great to see her. I have a friend of mine in town. I ain't seen her in a dog's age. She lives out in L.A. now. We're both from New York. Went out and had went out and had Eggs Benedict, like, you know, the, the, the tradition, the, the great brunch thing. We got, got to the Moonlight Diner at... We're meeting there at 11 o'clock. It's 10.58. They stopped serving breakfast at 11. We're like Ooh. waving our hands. We're like, please, can we, I want to get this one in. They were like, yeah, no problem. We got you. They're like, the only reason we don't like to do that stuff later, the hollandaise sauce turns to water. Yeah, so, you know, that's a good reason. I like that. And we both got our, our uh, eggs benedict. It was fabulous. So I didn't get to see uh, the Cuban uh, embassy, Ooh. which is opening. They're opening the, their, the, the official opening here. Is today that was in Washington D.C. The official opening for the American Embassy in Cuba won't be until John Kerry actually goes there. I think in a month or two, he goes there and he'll be opening it officially. Will there be some pomp and circumstance? Will be I there, would imagine be a lots ceremony. Of, uh, I certainly hope there's going to be a lot of hot chicks dancing to some really great music. Because if there's one thing Cuba's got, dynamite music and hot looking chicks. I'll agree with that. Yeah, there's really there's no. <laughs> so, of course, down here in South Florida, it takes a bit of a different. This kind of thing takes on a different tone than it does everywhere, Woo! everywhere else. <laughs> because, of course, on the on the local stations, the, the best thing is is they're showing this, and then of course they show the. I can't remember what the name of the, the places in Little Havana. It's a fair, famous but uh, Domino Park. Yeah, what well, it's it's like a it's a coffee place where they all gather. Oversized, the, the restaurant is a very big, famous Versailles, Cuban restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, so they're showing them there, and they're like getting prepped. So that they can start protesting at like ten thirty one. They've got their yeah. signs out. They're all sitting there. On, they're all waiting around. How many they have out there? A dozen. A dozen. You look like it. That's <laughs> old. It. And, and of course, you've got the local Republican Congresswoman from that district saying, talking about how um, you know Castro is still you know he's he's still uh, jailing dissenters mm-hmm. and how it's a terrible there. And the first thing I thought of was this: if you're complaining. About Cuba from a human rights standpoint, you're a hypocrite. Because yes. the only reason, okay, that we haven't been doing business there for the last 50 years is because they're not sitting on a mountain of oil. Right. 
Yeah, if they discovered oil in Cuba. If they discovered we, oil, we'd have been liberated. Yeah, we'd have, we'd have liberated their asses <laughs> yeah. long ago. We would we'd have liberated them of their oil. Is what we would have done. Yes, this is what we traditionally do. But I had a discussion this morning with my friend uh, Andrea, and we're on the same page. And the thing I, I, the conclusion I came to is this: If you want these people to be free, you need to give them an in-their-face example of what freedom actually looks like. You cannot, yeah, ad infinitum. That's how we won the Cold War: jealousy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, pretty much, pretty sure. much that straight up, man. They want the shit we've got, and yeah, it comes with a whole bunch of caveats. Most of them problems. Sure, but they wanted our jeans. It's like you want these jeans. You want these blue jeans. I remember. Jeans? Yeah. I remember when Levi's were like, you could buy them here for like fifteen dollars a pair of Levi's five hundred ones, and go to Paris and sell them for fifty bucks a pop. Sure. Contraband. It's yeah, contraband. It, was, yeah. it was literally contraband. Can yeah. you believe them? Forget about what they cost in Moscow. I'm talking in France. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, everybody wanted Levi's 501s. I'm like, what are you kidding me? I got to store it on a block with like 5,000 pairs of them. Yeah. I literally don't have to, but they did. And if you want to know what freedom looks like, you have to, you have to see it. Sure. You can't get a, you know, it, it can't be a fantasy. It can't be a dream or a hope. It has to be something based in reality. And as bad as we are with what we've got here, as much as we abuse our freedom, it is ours to abuse. There you go. It is ours to abuse. And Lord knows we do. All right. But down here in Florida, they don't quite see it that way. And I, and you know what? I get it. Your parent, you know. My people, yes. And I have to break with them although I'm still an embargo you're the next generation I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence and, and I get and I get crap from both sides because I am honoring the embargo this is what I'm doing I'm honoring the embargo because I don't I'm not crazy about doing business with China for the same for the same reason None of right? like I have an option show me a pair of shoes that isn't made in China I'll buy them anyway that I can afford <laughs> let me add that little <laughs> right. thing there but uh, the embargo has only choked the life out of the people out of the people of Cuba, all right? They want to punish Castro. They want to punish the government. Fine. You know what? Me too. The commies took all our stuff. They took my family's stuff. My family, a, a compound, five houses on a single city block. Everybody, the whole family got to live there. One giant communal backyard. It was a, a Cuban dream. You know, you hear about the American dream? A Cuban dream is all of the abuelitas get to sit on the back porch and watch the children all play because all of the family members live with an eye shot of each other. All right? That's the Cuban dream, and the commies came and took it all away. Way, all right. So there's a there's bitterness, there's anger, and everything. And I understand that. So. And it, but and and I, you know, and that's the thing. I do understand it. And I, I'm not going to rail against these sixty and seventy year olds that have a vivid in their head, yes, clear as a bell memory of what it was like prior to Castro, when maybe they right. weren't doing well. Maybe they were part of being subjugated Just, by Batista, and you know, or you know, whatever. But when now. You know what? We're in the next generation, and the generation that's our age, and the generation that's even younger than us, we recognize the fact that you can't... Attrition isn't going to work with these people. Attrition doesn't it's not. work. It hasn't. We have a 50-year living example <laughs> of the fact that the methodology that we have uh, that we have attempted is a complete and utter failure. These, sure. th- this is literally the... It's like the DEA. They have a 100% failure yeah, rate right. to achieve their objectives. Yeah. We have achieved nothing except all we've managed to do. And the other thing is this. I'm, I'm watching one of these shows where they were showing that, you know, because from a medical point of view, these guys are really on it down there in Cuba. Dude. They will spend because 
Mo- I, I Lung saw, cancer vaccine. I, I saw an interview with a doctor down there who said the most interesting thing. He said, in America, medical discoveries, by and large, are based on what they think will make the most money for the company down the line. Yeah. Here, our medical discoveries are based on what can keep people alive the longest. He that said, that's kooky to me. I know. It is. <laughs> that's some whack shit, man. That is whack. Yo, man, you want to develop medicine for my health? The fuck is wrong with you, man? Where my dough at? Seriously. Right. <clears throat> In any event, that was when, and I, this doctor, you know, and this guy's a doctor. He's not some quack from Panama, you know? He's a real doctor. These guys are real doctors. The sure. one thing these guys have done is they, they, they said, we're going to do medical research for the good of the people. And I'll tell you something. As much as you may hate socialism and communism, that's one arena you, you can do that there. You can actually allocate the resources that you need according to what is needed, and it's not this auction. <laughs> Who do I keep alive? I mean, a life to the highest bidder. Well, and that's, to, to a great degree, that's where we live right now. Right. Okay, that is the problem with a for-profit healthcare system, because at the yep. end of the day, you're going to have people who have to decide whether or not it is better to make more money or give somebody more health care. You can One is an opportunity cost to the other, plain and simple, period, end of discussion. It costs money, and now we're living older, we're developing more stuff, and yep. of course, you know, you've got food companies that are looking to poison us, and medical companies that are looking to cure us of the poison that the food companies are putting in. Right. Really, we've got capitalism down. Not that we- they would be colluding or anything. Like- no! <laughs> No, like the car companies, like the auto uh, companies and the oil companies. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, God, I know. Really, <laughs> that was the best thing. It was like General Motors would build stuff to break in two years. It's yeah. like that's how that's how they kept their parts services. And, and, and they scuttled the electric car. You know. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, all this is going to you know all these chickens are going to yeah. come home to roost. But that was one thing, and they're developing stuff down there that we can have up here if only the moneyed interests would get out of the way. Now we live in a capital. Hold on. We live in a capitalist society, and I'm going to give credit to capitalism far more than I will to socialism for progress, okay? Sure. For better or for worse, sure. greed gets a lot of shit done, baby. I own a corporation. I'm a capitalist. Absolutely. On the other hand, you know what? My grandfather once told me, he said, all those people that tell you you can't take it with you, they're wrong. They're lying. You can take it with you. But frankly, that's not where it's going to do you the most good. Now, that so, goes for debt also. Actually, By the way, so if you die in debt, you win. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was the thing I posted. I was like, if you think that the environment is more important than money, try counting your money while holding your breath. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's absolutely a perfect analogy. These guys are developing stuff for the general good. Sure. And I want in. I want in. I want in, baby. Lung cancer vaccine, if that's for real. Yeah. And even if it's not, these guys are well into They've got a thing now. They were showing a thing for... Uh, um, Diabetes, mm-hmm. like we, yeah. yeah. First things first, we've got a diabetes problem in this country that is out. I mean, I, yeah, gout, gout. We have a gout. When did gout <laughs> make a comeback here? Gout made a comeback in the eighties when everybody had more money to spend on really, really Lard. runny cheese, butter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You Animal know when fat, when yeah. not when when the eighty five and ninety percent brie yes. came back into fashion again, baby. <laughs> I loves me some runny brie. I really do. <laughs> Me too. That's what they probably heard at the uh, Fairly Well concert. As opposed to a bad yeah. batch of the Cabernet Sauvignon, there's an, a 70% brie going around representing mm. itself as 90%. It's not. It's only 70% brie. Oh, my brie. God. I know. Milk content, dairy content, very important. God. I like my brie running. So it we've is. got gout coming back. We've got all these problems here. But down there, yeah. they're more concerned about actually solving the problem than seeing how to make money out of it. It is the only nation in this hemisphere where AIDS is on the decline. 
I don't want to tell you're you. You're shitting me. I'm, is that true? It, well, you can look it up at, at one time. I mean, if somebody else is caught up now, but at one time that was true, but I'll tell you what their methodology is. Um, when you go in for your checkup. Subjugating the people. I'm they go in, you go in for your checkup, and this is very nice because the AIDS camps are very nice. <laughs> They're very plushly appointed. I'm serious. They, I love an internment. Three hots and a, and, a, and a comfy bed. They showed the AIDS camp. They're very thing, but they're very nice. But you go in for your medical checkup when uh, they discover that you're HIV positive. They tell you on your way to AIDS camp. <laughs> they come and get you. <laughs> At AIDS camp, you get the best medical attention. You get all of the drugs that you need to treat your illness. You get you get food, but what you don't get to do is run around in the general populace infecting other people. That's what you don't get to do. So that's the plus and the minus there. It's, just that, like it's a totalitarian government that just said, we're going to infect the HIV negative people by locking you up in a very nice place resort. <laughs> the leopard, it's, it's it's the a, modern day leopard colony. It, it, it is, but it's a, the very, you know, and in a place where everybody else is sucking canal water, hey, you know, AIDS camp, not so bad. <laughs> sucking canal water. But that's the whole yeah. point of yeah. it. You know, and that's the thing. We, we, you know, we, we take freedom for granted right up until the time when it starts being an imposition on our daily existence where freedom becomes a pain in the ass. As an example, yeah. the guy with the gun, he has the freedom to own that gun. Sure. It becomes a pain in the ass when he shoots my ass with it. Then it's a real pain in the ass. Sure. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, if you're, if you're, anytime you see somebody on TV talking, any of these politicians, these talking heads, and you know, the Republicans love this shit. They hate Castro. So why, you know, as long as I hate Castro, fuck the citizens because my hatred for him overrides my love for the population. What kind of crap is that? Whatever happened to, yeah. you know, of, by, for the people, blah, blah, it, blah. It's hypocrisy. It's absolute hypocrisy. Deep hypocrisy. You know, because if you've got a problem with uh, their human rights down there, okay, take a look at our partner, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> right. More beheadings this year in Saudi Arabia than in any year previously. Awesome. Beheadings. These guys make ISIS look like a, like a minor league team. But you know what I like about beheadings in Saudi Arabia. They're they're beheading Saudi Arabians. <laughs> right. Well, at least they're keeping in a family. Sure. Absolutely. The, I, I've got a... <laughs> I, I literally have like three jokes right now, all of which will get me in so much trouble despite the fact that I actually have no paying sponsors. So, you know, I would get in a lot of trouble and I'm not even going to do... I'm not going to do them. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm right. not going to do... I'm not going... I want to so bad. Write in. Write in for these jokes and... Absolutely. Don't you see it? SoFloRadio.com. I've got a slew of them. They involve towels, beheadings, all kinds of stuff about, you know, whether or not it sticks here. It doesn't. But, you know... Any time a politician, and they're going to be doing it now because today's the day, and then yeah. we're going to have a whole repeat of whatever the bullshit that gets said today when John Kerry goes there. We're going to have yeah. a complete repeat of that. That's going to get said all over again. We shouldn't do it. We're giving in to him. We're not giving in to him. We're not. Trust me when I say this. Yeah. Okay? You bring freedom to a place like that. Okay. The next generation, the Castro's, there's only so long. They Look, if you want to know how good the medical treatment is in Cuba... Both of the Castro's are still fucking alive. Is, what, like a hundred? At least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I'm definitely, I definitely think that Keith Richards gets his medical treatment in Cuba. Well, it's the I, only thing keeping him that, alive. That makes sense. Either that or he's a vampire. Uh, one or the other. <laughs> See, it's the old, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I quit using drugs because Keith Richards used them all. I'm going to wait till he dies and smoke his ashes. You saw the meme? The, we, oh, need, we need to start talking about, about the kind of world we're going to leave for Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. <laughs> yeah, I said that's, it's absolutely classic. He's got to be getting his medical care down there. Best care anywhere. Seriously, they're like the mash unit of the Caribbean at this sure. point. So, you know, welcome, Cuba. Welcome back to the world, yeah. baby. I'm here. 
Open arms. Let's let's get those hotels back up. Let's pull the boards off of those hotels. Absolutely. Yeah. What we need, who's going to be the modern-day Meyer Lansky? The hotels here are bigger and swankier than any of the and rough joints, rough we, joints we, we have in Vegas. Vegas. That's right. Michael, we, we finally got what we've we always wanted. That's <laughs> it. A friendly government. But that's the classic uh, line there. He made, in that movie, the classic line is, it's just one small step waiting for a man who wants to be president and has the money to be able to yeah. buy it. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it... How much... No. I said that this week. Got the Republicans, their new mantra is... You know, their, their new slogan is, I'm rich, vote for me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I've, I've got... I've got a lot of... Vote for me. Sure. And you'll get... 10% uh, of the people be like... And I understand... I almost like the fact that somebody who's stupid rich is running right now. So go ahead, spend your own money. I like the fact that he's running and not spending his money to have some shill run for him. The way Edelman will have whoever yeah, his show is going to be. Power or the brokers. Koch brothers are going to have whoever their show be. Or Soros, for that matter. And I'm on his side, for God's yep. sakes. But, you know, at this point, they're all shills. All these yep. people who are running are shills, except for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, we love Setting Bernie. records still. Setting records. Every we love weekend. It. Bernie, the mm. man, the mi- not the myth, and soon-to-be legend. Sure, yeah. I said to my friend, I said, the first candidate and any party comes out and says... My first thing, my main objective is vigorous, vigorous campaign finance reform. Yeah. I'll vote for him. I don't give a shit if he's pro-abortion, pro-war, because the minute you eliminate the money, you don't have to worry about abortion and war being subject you can't control anymore with your vote. It'll come down to you being a voter again and not some guy paying to have these people do what you don't want. 80, what is it, 80-some percent of the NRA wants stricter background checks, yet somehow it doesn't happen. Why? Because the only people who don't have lobbyists out there are poor people with genuine interests. Right. You know, if you got money... The majority. Go, that's absolutely <laughs> it. You know, and we'll talk about money later, because that's what Bill... Co- Bill Cosby literally spent the last 40 years... There are a lot of people out there that know that this guy's a serial rapist. Let's mm-hmm. just call him... Whoopi Goldberg, insane... Whoopi's insane now. She is insane. She's completely off a rocker. She's, she's been insane. She's been insane for a while. I remember when she was good. She used to be good. I, I saw her one-woman show yeah. when she first made it big. Amazing. I saw incredible. She's doing all those characters. Everything. Amazing. One of the best, sure. one of the best stage jobs by a solo person no I've question. ever seen. The other one that I saw that was great, John Leguizamo did a one-man show. I went oh, and saw that. Phenomenal. Those yeah. two shows I put on par. And now she's the Looney Tune. This guy, Bill Cosby, yeah. is basically a serial rapist. He's been doing it for 40 years. But what's more disturbing than that, well, almost more disturbing than that. That's really disturbing. What's almost more disturbing than that is there are lots of people that knew. There are, there's sure. no way you bully shit off. Agents, PR people, all his reps, people who work from his wife. He went to great lengths to keep it from his wife. For 40 years, you think this guy drugged and fucked a whole bunch of chicks and his wife didn't know? Go to bed, son. And I mean really bad. Not like passing out from the narcotics bills given you. But, you know, lay your head on a pillow like a normal human being and get six solid hours. Wake up again in the real world where people hid this for what reason? Money. Thank you. Sellouts. Pay me and I will shut up. Mm -hmm. This is the new. This is literally, you know, the the mob used to have Omerta. We now have Omerta for money. It is a business Omerta at this point. If it's bad... But still, I profit from it. I yeah. will shut up. That's all that matters anymore. That is all that matters anymore. It's a crying freaking shame. Bill Cosby should go to jail. I am I would like to find somebody that he did this to within the statute. Because that's the same with the Duggars. 
You know, yeah. oh, statute of limitations ran out, so while I'm a bad guy, all I have to do is basically disappear from pub, from the public view, and I'll be fine. Right. It was a, the Duggards, I, I wrote that uh, because they got fired from TLC, the unemployment rate's now going to tick up to, from 53 to 5.4%. <laughs> but then I realized it won't because they're going to come out with a new show, 19 Indictments and Counting. Oh. Thank you. But a bang. But, of course, you know, had the employment rate going up because the Duggards... It's Obama's fault. That's well, of course. It, all, it is all. all it's Obama's all Obama's fault. Bill Cosby raping. That's just another example of a black guy unable that's to control right. his sexual impulses. Try telling you about those guys. It's absolutely. That's why we all call Bill Clinton really the first black president. He just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, he was the first. He just couldn't control his impulses. You see, that's what happens when you hang out with a lot of these guys. That animal instinct. It just can, Jesus yeah. Christ. Bill Cosby, Huxtable, for God's sakes. I have a friend of mine, my friend Mike. I remember back in the day when, when the Cosby Show was on. You couldn't call him during the Cosby Show. He turned, literally, this is a guy who set aside Thursday nights and would turn his phone. I called him once, like by out. There was a reason. He's like, it's Cosby. Click. How you feel about that now, pal? Serial rapist. Serial rapist. I want to make sure everybody hears that. He's a serial rapist. He should go to prison. In addition to which, I never thought he was that funny. No. I've uh, seen early the records and everything. Some of them are all right. Not, yeah. Some of them are all right. But he's no Richard Pryor. He's no, no Robert Klein. No. He's no certainly no George Carlin. No. He doesn't fit into that category. He's just Fat, not Fat that. Albert. Fat Albert the Cosby kids. We love uh, that. Hey, hey. We love that show. Come on. He did all his voices. Fat Albert. Rapist Albert. Yeah, we have new, we need some new cartoons for this guy now, don't we? You know, sometimes talented people uh, do things they ought not. Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know what? But Michael Jackson kind of got karma bit him when he asked, didn't it? What's gonna? How, yes. how are we going to get a Bill Cosby for this one? Because this know. guy has been lauded. Uh, assigned in Michael Jackson's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. The line of it. That's it. We're done with that conversation. I'm opening up the... I'm gonna, that's it. Seriously, that's the closing line right there. You win. <laughs> Absolutely it. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well done. Los Georges. The comedy stylings in full effect today. I cracked open a garage this week. I went through, uh, about three or four weeks ago, I went through a number of files with my friend Alon Portnoy from, uh, originally from the Fuzz Tones, now with the Wassman, a billion other bands. And uh, I have a ton of stuff that he sent me. When I was out in Hawaii, I was hungry for new music, and he sent me, I don't know, 5,000 songs. I gave him a bunch of them to you. I gave you 4,000 of them. There's another file that's just garage music. And so I'll, like, literally take, like, 100, I'll literally just... Pull down, you know, I'll copy and copy like a hundred songs and move them all into a new file. You know, I've got like, there's like, I think there's 1,300 of these songs. That means every Nuggets, Pebbles, Boulders, Chocolate Soup for Diabetics, every Lenny K collection that's ever been put out there, all the stuff. I played the Hammond Groovy stuff from the Hammond Groovy collection last week. And so what I'll do is I literally just take like a hundred songs, put them into a file, and I'll listen to it, and I'll pull out three or four. You know, and I've never heard of these bands because they never made it big. They've got one song. They literally, these guys are garage bands because they fucking recorded in their garage. Like, for real. Okay, that's where they recorded these songs. And there's a ton of them. There's so many of these that are just great rock and roll songs. One-shot deals. I love them. And I got to crack open a garage every once in a while because without rock and roll, it's like a day without sunshine. I, you know, it's the only way I do it. So I've got to sit here with the Strollers, the Stooges, the Meters, and Ty Wagner. The Meters, obviously, because, you know, your your lack of funk disturbs me, and I'm going to help you out with that. 
But uh, the Stooges from my uh, Michigan contingent out there, the brothers McLeod and uh, Chambo, still up, my man Dave Chamberlain, still up in Michigan, and Roger Hitz now in New York, all of them transplanted. They're all Michiganders. They all talk about the good old days of MC5 and the Stooges. In any event, I know you all are going to dig on the rock and roll as we always do here in the Groove It Don. We're opening up the garage. It's the Groove It Don on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Mamas left their homes to roam Light bright is awfully dim I'm a no count just like Open the garage. That's Ty Wagner. I'm a no count. Great stuff. That's from Pebbles. Before that, the meters. Funky miracle. You know, I, I should literally play the meters on every single show. I, I cracked open a file. The song uh, Funky Miracle, They these guys have done about, I don't know how many different of these little two and a half minute groovy ass beats, but they've got like 10 or 15 of them. I actually put together a file. I was going to play one in every single set, like one little two minute meters thing. I was like, nah, you know, we're going to we're gonna let that one go out. Before that, going out to the Michigan contingent out there, the Stooges, 1969, kicking it off the strollers, bad situation. All of that phenomenal rock and roll. So I wrote down some stuff here. I was looking at uh, President Obama went in, talking about the prison population in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, where the insane racism comes whistling down the plains because he was greeted by an entire bunch of Confederate flag-waving folk. And it reminded me of Al Smith in 1928 going to Oklahoma and being greeted by burning crosses on his whistle-stop tour. Well, those people, they've really managed to come far. At least they're not yeah. setting shit on fire anymore. They're still racist out the yin That we know, yeah. Yeah, but they're not, well, they're not doing it you know, in front of the president. They're yeah. In front of the president. So that's always a good thing. I was thinking about that. What else did I write down here? Um, yeah. You know, I, some of the stuff that I've seen this week, one of the things that really caught my, well, a bunch of stuff caught my eye. Obviously, the killing of the uh, four Marines and now a fifth sure. person, a, I believe it was a police officer, uh, passed away over the weekend. And 
let's get away from the gun violence thing. And, and I'm going to say this. This is one of those things that I'm not familiar with. Apparently, this is a gun-free zone. And I'm going on the side of my gun friends with this. If you're a Marine, you should be allowed to carry a gun. And that's it. You, yeah. You, you've you've heard that. Probably took a class. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I got some training in it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm on my gun nut friends side on this one. They should have been armed. I think that had they been armed, this wouldn't have been as bad as it was. I think it was a big mistake to not do that. But it is what it is. Now, of course, once that happens, that's when the spin machine starts going. Sure. That's when we put that baby in, like, overdrive. And how come the flags aren't at half-mast? That's what. That's the new thing. It's disgusting. This president has no respect for the troops. How come the flags aren't at half-mast? Well, if that's your opinion, they should have been at half-mast between 2003 and whenever we got yeah. the troops out of Afghanistan because it was pretty much a marine a day dying at that sure. point. I don't know how many people we lost, how many of our best, brightest, youngest blood and treasure we gave away over there. But to start complaining about it now, and I thought about this. Here's the thing that I wanted to talk about in this little spat between Donald Trump my boy Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. I'm a little bit rock and roll. He's a whole lot of wacko. <laughs> okay. But there's a spat going on between him and, and uh, John McCain. And apparently mm-hmm. he came out and Donald Trump did what Donald Trump does. He said what was on his mind without thinking. And he said, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, how can you vote for John McCain? I want the winners. He got, you know, he mm. was he was held captive. He's a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this straight up. And I've said it before. That guy did. McCain. I, forget about right now. Back then, he did six and a half years in the kind of conditions I wouldn't have lasted six and a half minutes in. Right. And he had the opportunity to leave. He did. And he stood, you know, and so he gets a pass on right. so much shit from me. He gets sure. a, he gets a wide swath because he walked the walk. He held those troops Amen. together in, in jail. Six and yeah. a half years at the Saigon Hilton. Fuck me running, pal. Sure. His his VIP status gave him the opportunity to leave because of his uh, his connections. Absolutely. And he chose... And, and he, he stayed with his men. And I... Right. You know what? John, man's man on that one. Total manning up. Sure. You get a from everybody here at the group of time. However, we're now in a somewhat more modern era. And I'll tell you something. All the stuff that, that Donald Trump says, okay, in my opinion is the exact same stuff that Republicans say behind closed doors to each other. Sure. All this stuff about hating immigrants. All that stuff, you know, he's saying what they're all saying anyway, except he's not a politician, so he doesn't know. He doesn't understand, as Cuomo said, that you that you campaign in poetry and then you govern in prose. He thinks mm. that you just campaign, everything is a bull in a china shop. Yeah. Being a bull in a china shop is the best way. I mean, basically what we're looking at, <laughs> this one occurred to me, is that this is literally the longest public political masturbation I've ever seen. The guy sure. is literally just jerking himself off for everybody to see. Eventually, he's going to shoot his wad and walk off the stage. Yeah. Now, I was, just, I was just granted a very early birthday present because my birthday is August the 7th, and on August the 6th is the first debate. My birthday is <laughs> on a Friday, and the first debate is on Thursday, August the 6th. A No cards. No gifts. I need. I need the nada, because that debate, yeah, is literally. I am creaming for that shit. I'm. I'm gonna have a whole night de- devoted to that. Yeah. I'm gonna have the food picked out. I'm gonna have the bottle right there to bond. Uh, everything. Is light be- some candles. Absolutely. Oh please, get that incense. I want a whole aromatherapy thing going. I am ready for that. 
McCain is this a guy when you scream and yell and rant and rave about why a deal with Iran is bad after having spent six and a half years in a hellhole. Right. I've got to wonder if those six and a half years took a bit of a toll on his mental acuity. Have any recollection of what that's like, buddy? You really want... You know, it's great when you... These guys... What Donald Trump forgot is the golden rule here. And that is that when you're on the campaign trail, you may never, ever, ever speak poorly about our troops or what we do with our troops. Once you're elected, you shit all over them as much as you want. Literally. What do we fucking care? Right? You know? They're out there protecting our freedom. But once they're back, they're not really doing that, so we need to move on. Bullshit. Right, let him yeah. Bullshit. McCain, in that respect, ought to be ashamed of himself. He should be screaming the loudest about what's yeah. going on at the Veterans Administration. People want to complain mm. about the money we spend. All right. How about the $4 billion we give to oil companies that make billions of dollars on their own? Just take all that. Literally, take all $4 billion, give it to the VA. Sure. You know, how about you hire somebody to actually get that shit right in the first place? God. You know where the that, term red nice. tape comes from? That's no. where it comes from the Civil War. I learned this on an episode of The West Wing. Oh. Apparently at the end of, well, you know, they said it there and then I looked it up and I was like, wow, it's true. Sorkin knows what he's talking about. Apparently at the end of the uh, Civil War, when soldiers needed medical care, they had to come to Washington, D.C. And everything was looked up. It was all paper back mm-hmm. then. Sure. And everybody had their own file and those files were bound with? Red tape. Damn skippy. That's where the term comes from. You had to actually show up to get your benefits and get your care and health care. You had to show up in D.C. after 1865 for about the now. I'm not sure when the VA was officially um, spread out outside of D.C. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. In this case, I did not do the work. <laughs> but I do know that, and they all had to come there. But now we've got it everywhere, and we're not taking care of these people. So like I said, Donald Trump has not learned to campaign in poetry and govern in prose. Probably because he knows he's never going to have to govern. It's it's much easier to campaign right. when you know you know it's great sure. to make a lot of promises when you know there's no chance you'll ever be forced to keep. Yep. Them. I'm going to build a big sure. wall. Really? Yeah. Tra- okay. I love it when when Trump says stuff like that without actually thinking about Congress. Sure. The budget. Or, right. Yeah. Know. There's money involved in that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've got ten billion bucks. Build it yourself, motherfucker. Sure. Go ahead, build it. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what. You build a ball, wall that works, and I will campaign to get you reimbursed for it. <laughs> How about that? Sure, all good Because right? I'm a pay-for-play guy, all right? I'm in sales. You know, I spent years in sales, all right? You'll get a commission on it. Show me what you can do, and if it meets my standards, I'll throw you a few ducats. I got no all problem right. with that. I got some drachma for you. Not that they're worth much anymore, but I got a few drachma. Yeah, I got some Civil War dollars. I've got <laughs> some Civil War. <laughs> some Confederate well, those money. are worth a lot. Yeah. So, you know, McCain and uh, this whole thing, and now, and McCain was on this morning. He said, no, I don't think you should apologize to me. You should be apologizing to the country. All right. All right. See, I don't think it's bad when you badmouth McCain. I think when you badmouth the troops, it's bad. But I think he's sure. badmouth McCain yeah. all day long. Sure, he's a warmonger. He's absolutely which makes, a, which makes him a hypocrite. Absolutely. Of the highest sure. order. As I said last week, anybody who says they're, they're against this Iran deal hasn't read the deal. Right. They none of these people. They're they against care. it on print. They're against it because Obama. Obama right. Okay. That's first it. things first. Okay. If you ask somebody what the good thing about this deal is, okay, most people are going to say, "Oh, it's great for Obama's legacy." No, it's great because we've managed to take away ninety-eight percent. Okay, in this deal, of their usable 
materials mm. in order to make a bomb. Right. Okay? You can't make a small bomb having less materials. You need a certain amount of material to make <laughs> a bomb. The complete bomb. The complete bomb, yes. Yes. The partial bomb, not going boom. Right. Which is why I love partial bombs. Right. they never go boom. Not that I'm impartial. Not that I'm impartial to partial bomb. When you hear somebody say that they think it's a bad deal, that it's anti-Israel, that it's going to make us more dangerous, these guys, the hyperbole sure. that has been mucked about on uh, on Fox News, this is making the world more dangerous. We are ensuring that they get a bomb. Let me tell you something. I look at this the same way, and I, you may not like the way I do the TPP. I got a choice. I can be at the table or not at the table. Okay. And if I'm at the table, I'm going to have a say. If I'm not at the table, I'm basically going to have to walk around and react to whatever the hell it is they do. Now, with TPP, we'll leave that one alone. But in this case, whatever the hell they do, ain't going to yeah. be good. And I want us in there. Oh, it's only for 10 years. Okay, what did you have before? Nothing. Squad douche. Right. Damn skippy. And you hear these people go, but they can still get, you know, and then, and it's the, the way in which they... They couch the statements. We're giving them $40 billion. No, we're not. We're releasing $40 billion or however much money it is that they already had that we've been holding on to. It's their money originally. Yeah. It was their money. Sure. We just froze it. Right. And here's the key. We can freeze shit till the cows come home. The Europeans won't. They want right. to do business yeah. there. Yeah. British Petroleum, Royal Dutch Shell, Hotel, they are literally just mm-hmm. a drool. Yep. 30 million barrels of oil sitting there. Okay, the only people who don't like this are warmongers and people heavily invested in oil. Everybody else thinks it's a good deal. And then there's the hardcore people who think that you know if we stand uh, against this deal, then we'll get more more we'll get the a bigger Jewish vote. No, you won't. Take it from this Jew and people who know and uh, a Jew who knows lots of Jews on both sides. Yeah, very very. I've I've got friends. I've got friends, and particularly my mother's generation. Some of some of her friends. Much more hardcore about the health of Israel, et cetera. To more Zionist to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. They're going to be against anything. Anything. Basically, the answer to their problems is bomb, 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 bomb. Iran. Everybody. Uh, yeah, well, Iran for start. Well, eventually everybody, of course, sure. would want to do that because that's a moneymaker right there. Yeah. That F-35 jet, we really need that yeah, shit, baby. We? Unbelievable. Started. I saw a stat where, where it said that this jet, which nobody wants and, and really doesn't work, had we taken all the money we'd spent on that, we could have housed every homeless person in America. Yeah. Shut up, Tommy. Why do you hate America? I, that's exactly. <laughs> How dare you not like guns and war? I, I saw a guy on uh, Fox and his uh, – they said, you know, so-and-so, he's a uh, member for the – he belongs to the Institute for the Study of War. Okay. Now – I'm sure there is one. Okay. Sounds fine. What I'd like to know is how come there isn't an institute for the study of peace? Hey, because there's no money in that. There's no money in peace. Boom! Take a look at every, you know, all the crashes. You know, the bad thing about, you know, war is great for money. You know what the bad part is? Peace. Not good for yeah. money. Yeah. Not good. But good for people. People die less Oh yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's great for humanity. <clears throat> sure. Okay. That part of humanity that doesn't make a buck from Halliburton. That doesn't make a buck. And also, Northrop Grumman... Boeing, these guys are now, the commercials are coming fast and furious. We secure the world. Mm. You know, no, you don't. You don't secure, let's let's get a few things straight. Okay, our country's security, lone wolves, there are more lone wolves that are not of Muslim, you know, not not this, yeah. these radicalized. The lone wolves we got to worry about here are the Confederate flag waving douchebags. Right, this whole haircut guy. Oh, know? yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What, what's the, uh, the, the, 
the stupidest haircut you can get in the world. The Mo Howard. Dang, did something yeah. like you know those are the guys you got to worry about. Yeah. Absolutely, like that guy. That's what that's what we said. Yeah, if a, a haircut like that yeah. should automatically negate you from owning any kind of firearm. One look at the guy. Well, and go, okay, you're out of your mind. You should kid. be arrested. That haircut should be illegal. <laughs> what you lose a bet, son? Yeah, I told you not to call your barber a faggot. Look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that you know, all week long, it has been an anti-Obama tirade, and yet. In reality, when you take a look at what he's managed to accomplish, and none of it's going to be perfect, and you know, but he's sitting down. He got them potentially to stop making a nuclear weapon. Sure. And by the way, speaking of hypocrisy, that's coming up a lot on the theme. Uh, Republican Jesus Ronald Reagan gave them weapons, committed treason, uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah exactly. against the will of the American people, and before uh, that, and, and he's still God. That's right. Not only did he give them weapons, but how do you think Iran? Got all that money in the first place. Well, we put the Shah in power, for Christ's sake. We right. propped him up until the people said no no longer. And now we wind up with a bunch of people that hate us. Yes. This is the thing I've never understood about Americans is we just don't seem to understand why people around the world hate us. Well, it's yeah. probably because the leaders that are in there now were the ones that overthrew the leaders that we put in place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Take, you know, like Salvador Allende gets elected in 1970 and the CIA decides that he's not pro-capitalism. So they go yeah. in, they, they organize a CIA, you know, over a coup by 1973. They, they install one of history's worst, most brutally brutal dictators, Pinochet mm-hmm. of all time. Oh, bonus package, the price of beef went up. Why? Because a main component of beef feeders, abalone, who's the number one supplier of abalone in the world? Hold on, wait, now I remember. Chile, the dictatorship you installed. So for three years, the price of beef went through the roof because mm-hmm. beef farmers had to pay three times as much for their feed. Well done, America. This is why people around the world have a bad view of us. And I'll tell you, I saw an interview with, uh, it was one of these reports, and they were interviewing um, various people in Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, Iraq. They had interviewed, and what kept coming up over and over about, you know, they were like, why do you hate us so much? And the answer that came up over and over was this, because you're here. Why, why are you here? Right. This isn't your country. Yeah. Go, go away. Traveled a long way to get there. You, <laughs> absolutely. And then, you know, join the Air Force. Fly, fly over interesting yeah. places and bomb them. And bomb them. Yeah. yeah. New people. And and let's be clear here. I support the troops 100% because polit- troops don't make decisions on where to go. Politicians make those decisions. Troops carry out those decisions. Right. And this is in Nazi Germany where everybody can go, I was just following orders. We're Americans. We think for ourselves. Okay? This, that's not, I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. I support the troops 100% even when they wind up doing bad things from time to time because you put somebody in a war situation – and you know what? Their mind's going to change. Their view on things is going to change. What they think is gruesome back at home suddenly becomes the norm. And that affects you. You can't unring that bell. Right. So I have I, – that's why I give McCain huge amount of leeway. Sure. Because I just figure his brain's been turned to mush. He I, has license to be a grumpy old man. He really – you know what? Yeah. He does. The problem yeah. is, is that as a grumpy old man, he's in Congress making decisions that affect my life yeah. and the life of millions, hundreds of millions of Americans, not to mention millions of people around the world that he's, you know, hoping to sure. kill at some point or another. I don't <laughs> like what Trump had to say. No. I don't think it's I, – I don't – you don't do that to a guy like that who did that for his country. You just don't. No. You just don't do that. It's wrong. And I, I basically don't like McCain. But like I said – he earned his right 
to be a pain in my ass. He really did earn it. Trump didn't. Like yeah. I said, Trump is the, Trump is the grease of businessmen. He said just keep the giving war. him money and yeah. keeps going bankrupt. We give him fucking more money. So, you know, they're going to complain about Obama's legacy. When he gets out of the office, I'm going to tell you something right now. Every time you talk about the good things that this guy's done, so it's going to be something fun. We didn't close Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, I know, but he did try and give everybody health care. Yeah. So uh, that, I'm, there's an opportunity. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't have anybody okay. in Guantanamo. I got no problem with Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. I think we should leave it open. I like, I like having a private prison there. I know it's bad. I know bad. that. I know. And I'll tell you something. You see when, when ISIS brings out these people and beheads them on a beach, yeah. they're all wearing orange jumpsuits, and that's not an accident. That's exactly what the people in Guantanamo Bay wear. If you saw mm. them when they line up all those people in a beach in, a beach in, uh, in um, uh, I can't remember, North, Ameri- yeah. North African country, Libya. Okay. They lined up all those people in Libya, and they chopped off all their heads on the beach, and they were all mm. Christians. Yeah. But they were all wearing orange jumpsuits. They dressed them all in orange jumpsuits. Do you think that's an accident? No. No. They did that because we've got Guantanamo Bay. But you know what? I like Guantanamo Bay. I like having a secret prison that's not in Egypt. No, no. No more evil. No more evil? Stop being evil. We don't need to be evil. We don't need to be. We ought not be. We ought not be. I'm going to tell you. bad karma. It's a fucking evil world out there. (laughs) I I know, but we ought to be the good guys. I would like to be the good guys. You know, that's the thing. I... This is this is where I start straying over to where my friends are because you know what? It's a bad world out there and every once in a while you gotta smack the piss out of somebody. Let everybody know you can't pull the stick lock. I, I believe forever. that you should be the good guy and be armed. Teddy right. Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big, big stick. stick. I'm Absolutely. Very, love that. Love that. Let's be that. It doesn't mean you gotta beat the crap out of everybody with that. No, just because you got the like, biggest We're gonna dog be the good the guys, and if you're a bad guy, then we'll be bad. But uh, otherwise, we don't need to torture people. We don't need secret prisons. Right, that's what Egypt is for. That's speak. why that's why we keep black yeah. that's why we keep black op sites. In the in the in the, you know in check in, in Yugoslavia can, in the Slavic we're, we're tougher than everybody. We can we can be you know the good guys. We can wear the white hats. Oh boy, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if for a change? You know, the problem I have with guns is the problem I have with Republicans against this Iran deal. Why do you guys feel? When did it become acceptable for violence as to become the initial means of conflict resolution? That, that's not. But that's not why you have a gun. That's no. The the gun is supposed to be to deterrent. protect yourself. Right. It's a deterrent. Right, a shield, Trust not me. a sword. It is a deterrent. Well, I certainly, I'm sure it is. You pointed you'll, it. You'll think twice about how you address someone who's holding a gun. Yes, I will. <laughs> or I'll run very quickly. Or I'll put one of my own. My friend's like, sure. well, you don't have a gun. I'm like, how do you know? The nah. whole mutually assured destruction thing works great in, in Montana. Mad. Every, yes. Yes. But everybody's very polite in Montana. Everyone is armed and everyone is very polite. Yeah, there's also only a million people in a state that's like five times as large, so nobody runs sure. into anybody anyway. You're all, we're always happy to see each other when we do see each other. I'm sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you are. And if you want to kill somebody, you better get a 30-odd six with an eight-power scope because that's how far away they are. That's how far your neighbor is away from you, right? I just I just use my scope so that I can see what he's you know waving at me. what he's what he's aiming at you yeah the color flag that he waves that's whether or not it's upside yeah, down that's that's what dish I'm going to bring over for the barbecue later you know red is for beef you know yellow for chicken green for pork <laughs> unbelievable any of anytime you hear somebody complaining about the Iran deal and saying that it's no good okay they're lying to you because it is good. We need to sit down at the table, just like we do with Cuba, just like we need to do at some point with Myanmar. We tried that and it didn't work, but we don't give a fuck about them. Trust me when I, you know, that's the other thing. These countries that we talk to, okay, they got shit we want. Okay, they got shit we want. Okay, if Cuba, like I said, you know, Cuba had oil, 
we'd have had relations with them 50, yep. 50, you know, 49 years. Sure. That, actually, we'd have probably done, that probably would have been about the mid to late 70s after the OPEC thing. Sure. When OPEC shut off the oil, that's when we would have gone back into Cuba if they right. had oil. Iran, if we just treat them badly and we just try and, not treat them badly, let me, let me rephrase it. That was poorly worded. If we just try to isolate them mm-hmm. and keep sanctions in and punish the citizenry, What's going to happen is you're going to have an entire young generation of people who are going to go up hating our guts. And right now, you know, Iran, their press coverage of this deal, they they deliberately didn't show the people celebrating in the streets. Mm -hmm. They didn't show that. They don't want people to think that the evil Satan. But these are young kids. Sure. Okay. That region of the that region of the world is like most of it's under the age of 30 at this point. Right. All the old guys have died in the wars. They're died in wars, right. They're, they're all gone. With Iraq. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right, with, with their neighbors over there. And now there's nobody running Iraq. We've got a bunch of mullahs running Iran. Yeah. I don't know who's running Syria, but you know they say it's Bashar al-Assad. But, you know, he can spend as much time as he wants visiting the sins of the father upon his people. And his father killed 10,000 people one yeah. weekend. Nobody knows exactly how many people he killed. Because we didn't have the kind. Of, well, I'm like, not counting. I'm not. Neither were they. <laughs> okay, he doesn't count it by people. He counts it by towns. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Wipe out the town. Very Old Testament. Many, however, very much so. Yes. <laughs> Look back and, and trust me. He wasn't turning him into a pillar of salt. He was turning him to ashes. Yeah. And this is bad stuff. If you don't like Iran and you don't like fundament, you don't like them as a state. You know, the one of the largest state sponsors of terror, which they are. You know, and. You've got to sit down and talk to them. You've got to bring them into the fold. This is what we're trying to do with China. When China hated, you know, Mexico is the same thing. These things, we're so impatient. You know, we didn't get everything we wanted, but we got 80%. Oh, well, if we can't get 100%, then I want zero. What kind of fucking stupid issue is that? That's it's a negotiation. Right. You're not going to get everything you want. And the Republicans are complaining now, okay. Okay, under the guise, under the MacGuffin, yes. that we're not getting everything they want. But the real yeah. reason is because when this goes through, this is a very big deal. This is a good thing. And it'd be associated with Obama and the De- Obama specifically, Democrats in general. They can't have it. They can't nope. have it. Nope. No. Comes like we've, we've said before. That guy shows up on, a, on your doorstep with a cure for cancer. They're going to mm-hmm. complain that it's bad for the pharmaceutical industry. Sure. Voodoo magic. Voodoo magic. Absolutely. Voodoo magic. You'll go to hell. Science deniers, <laughs> negotiation deniers. These guys are just a bunch of deniers. They, you know, they're following a script. Right, it's easier to blow shit up than to talk to your your enemy. Well, yeah, yeah. And in this day and age, we need to remember something: the enemy of our enemy ain't necessarily our friend. Those days are gone, pal. Mm. Everybody's in it for themselves. And I'm going to sit here as a Jew, as an American, as a Zionist, as a New Yorker. Okay, I know that Iran's going to cheat. I know they're going to cheat. We all know they're going to cheat. They're going to take a lot of the money that they get from oil, take a lot of the money that we free up, and they're going to give it to Hezbollah, Hamas. We know they're going to do this. Okay? But now we get to go in there and make sure that they can't nuke, they can't wipe out an entire region of the world and contaminate us for the rest of our lives, at least for the next 10 years. And you know what? When people go, well, what are we going to do in 10 years? Well, we'll burn that bridge down when we get to it. But for right now... Okay, we're con- this deal accomplishes what he set out to do. The deal had nothing to do with anything else. This was only about one thing. We've accomplished it, and I can't understand why these people are all against it, except for the fact that they don't like a black guy in a white house. There it is. That's exactly it. All right. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to do some mixing, baby. And I picked out these two songs, Special Ed and Fun Love and Criminals. 
I spent a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, the transition of a song. We started with Average White Band, Cut um, Schoolboy Crush, which is from their album Cut the Cake. That beat was sampled by Eric B. and Rakim from Microphone Fiend, which was then covered by Rage Against the Machine doing their version of it. But of course, the beat itself, the beat is so good that it has been used over and over by a lot of groovy-ass shit. Coming up, you're going to hear a couple of the tracks. Special Ed, think about it, being mixed by DJ Los Georges. DJ Los Georges <laughs> at clubsofloradio.com. But he's going to be mixing that one into fun-loving criminals who are doing, guess what song? Microphone feed, that's right. And you want to know why? Because it's going. Cool. And later on, I've got a fun-loving criminal song in the coming weeks. Got to be reminded of this, but I'm absolutely certain I'm going to play it. It's called Lottie Dottie Free John Gotti. <laughs> I saw these guys at a place called Tramps in New York. Absolutely. These guys, a lot of fun. Straight out of New York. It's the groove with Don. We're going to get our mix. We're along with DJ Los Georges on SoFloRadio.com. I'm only trying to show you what your records keep on missing in. I'm only trying to help out your crew, and I know I must forgive you because you don't know what you're doing. So, sucker MCs, please think twice. Would you join the Navy if you didn't like the gravy and rice? Think about it. Only hit the center mass and head. I'm special at Funkadelic Relic of the Ages. If you like this, then I got pages and pages. Some dumb. Bubble yum, bubble gum. Chewing, chumps, be screwing. Ah, the fly. I wonder why. What's the reason for the treason, huh? You wanna die? I'm high post. Higher than most. Not from France, but I eat French toast. I'm international. I'm into cash and always got dollars in my pocket. Cause man, it pays to be smart. I turn my art into an empire. Cause I grow and grow. So, you know, I never tire. Got the status and the clout, no doubt, of all time. I got the rhyme to take you out. Cause my rap is like a trap that you fall into. I'm special at. Now, who the hell are you? You're unknown. Don't even own a microphone. You can't rap. You make me want to clap you in the stone in your eye. Why do you persist to make noise whenever since I was a kid I never did like toys? I get furious, leaving MCs curious in the days. My hits do things I recommend. You listen to the phrase that pays, don't jest. You won't succeed, I make you bleed till you need a transfusion. This is no illusion, I know you're getting blurry, don't worry. It's confusion of the mind, don't whine. You can't cry forever, it'll take your life to decipher the clever rhymes that I say. In the way that I do Action of my DJ I guess it's on you But is there anybody better? I doubt it And if you think you are I think you better think about it Think, think, think about it Think, 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 think about it The lyrics are suffice Suffice on my lyrics Idolized by the public 
praised by the critics Worth more than gold, longer than a giraffe Take them to the pawn shop, get a yard and a half And I'm the creator of the rhymes you praise All of y'all with the gall, I will leave in a daze Try to battle me and I'ma make it my job To burn you as I turn you like a shish kebab Cause your style that I portray is the style of a leader If you're really gonna battle me, you're really gonna need a whole crew, not two Three or four, you're gonna need a whole posse, a mossy or more. Cause I'm strong, rap long, get the rhymes, don't drag. Like a bag full of tricks or a trick in a bag. I'm uprising, surprising, not an ag, not antagonizing. Cause I'm full of fun, and I got a gun to kill MCs fresher than me. But they're honor, cause I've looked everywhere, under every rock, in every chair. MCs, they try to hide when I get hot. I know that they hide, but where I know not. You're nothing but a sucker chump, you scared. You tried to battle me, but you wasn't prepared. You slept, I crept up, shot the drawers. And now you're running for your life like you're swimming from jaws. But no, I know that you've learned your lesson. Go to church, just confess and tell the preacher you committed sin. You battle special ed when you couldn't win. You tried, you cried, you shouted, you pouted. But I told you. I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melted microphones and set of cones of ice cream, music oriented. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, complicated. I kick a hole in the speaker, pull the plug, then I jet, and I jet to the lab. Without a mic to grab, so then I add all the rhymes I had. One after the other one, then I'll make another one. To just the opposite, then ask if the brother's done. I get a craving for a feed for nicotine, but I don't need a cigarette, you know what I mean? I'm a raging, ripping up the stage, and do this sound amazing. Cause every rhyme is made in, thought of, cause it's sort of an addiction. Magnetized by the mixing, vocals, vocabulary, and Stuck in the mic is a drain, no volcanoes erupting, rhymes overflowing, gradually growing. Everything is written in a code so we can go inside. My thoughts to guide. 48 tracks to slide. The invincible microphone fiend rock him. Spread the word, cause he's in. E F F E C T. A smooth operator operating correctly. But back to the problem. I gotta have it. I ain't no solving it. Stage one, so step off. step off, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to see 
hypochondriac comes around, you want a hell of an antidote. Something you can't smoke more than dope. You try to move away, but you can't. You're broke more than cracked up. You should have backed up. But those who act up need to be more than smacked up. Any entertainer, I got a torture chamber. One on one, and I'm the remainder. So push your eyes and hold your breath. And I'ma hit you with the blow of death. Before you go, you remember the scene. The fiend for a microphone. I'm the microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. I'm the mic. I'm the mic. I'm the microphone fiend. I'm the mic. I'm the mic. I'm the microphone fiend. Groove, baby. I can listen to that groove all day long. Fun, love, and criminals. Microphone fiend. And of course, doing the, uh, that is a remake of the Eric B. and Rakim microphone fiend. Before that, special Ed. Think about it. I got a little bit of line, a little bit of time left. Of course, it's time for me to take care of the people to take care of me. And you know what that means. That is Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954 247 9362. If you're not bringing your car there, if you've got a different mechanic, your mechanic sucks. Basically, that's the way it goes. I was just in there last week. Car is driving like a demon now. It's driving even better than it was before. And he didn't do anything to the engine. So, I guess that's what happens when somebody does a, a proper brake job. What I discovered is that my old mechanic fucked me royally. <laughs> you know? And I, the, the, the thing that makes me happiest... This is one of those little situations that makes me incredibly happy. Because when I realized when I, you know, I got a job done from him... I paid him a bunch of money, and then I was going to pay him a bunch more. And then when I went in and found out that he'd fucked me over, I was like, well, that's $200 the guy's never going to see. He's never seen that 200 bucks. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Because it cost me far more than that to get the shit fixed that he fucked up. Thank God for Dave, the entire SAE certified crew at Precision Auto Works. Just saw him working on a NASCAR type thing. He was wearing a guy brings his race car in. Literally, his race car. Brought his race car to the shop. That, I thought, was incredibly impressive. You know, you always hear these guys talking on NASCAR about how good they are. Well, I guess Dave's that good. Lord knows it's good enough for my Honda. It's definitely good enough for you. Like I said, Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com page on the internet. And then in that, go to Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon. Click on my link at the top right above the latest group of songs. You're going to see a link there for Precision Auto Works. Click on that. Tell him you heard about it on the Groovathon. Dave will take care of you with a little bit of a discount. He gave me that heads up. So there's something in it for you. And, of course, you know what that means. Time for the Drive Groove of the Day. I've got some stuff that I picked out this week. I, I haven't been playing enough bluegrass. I haven't been playing enough shredders. I'm putting all that shit right in here, man. You get your motor running. This shit is the RPM special. We got Audio Slave, Earl Scruggs. And then I've got a special song, the third song in this. I'll tell you about it after we play it. It's the drive groove of the day. SoFloRadio.com. This radio station was named Audio Slave in honor of the last American heroes to whom speed means freedom of the soul. The question is not when it's going to stop, but who is going to stop them. 
Coming to the end of the show here now. Always going to have some carryover group. How you like that little ditty right there, huh? That is outrageous stuff. That is a song called Crazed Fandango. And that's the only version of it. That is with Steve Morris on guitars from with uh, Tommy Bolin and Friends. There's a tribute album that came out called Great Gypsy Soul. And in case you don't know who Tommy Bolin is, played with uh, Zephyr. Then he ended up playing uh, alongside uh, Joe Walsh, the James Gang. And then for a little bit of time, he filled in and played guitar with Deep Purple. And there's the tie-in, because Steve Morse, doing the guitar on that, is the current guitarist for Deep Purple. Absolutely shredding out the yin-yang. Before that, one of the all-time classics, a favorite, right here at the Groove of Don. Both myself and George both have many, many different versions of this song. Foggy Mountain Breakdown, that's Earl Scruggs and Friends. That's not the original Flattened Scruggs version. Earl Scruggs did a series of concerts with him and a bunch of people. Um, and, you know, you go into YouTube and look that stuff up. It's, it's absolutely um, worth, you know, listening to and owning. I mean, some of the best bluegrass literally ever recorded. I mean, he's Earl Scruggs, the man. Flat Scruggs, they're, you know, they, they're the, he's the man. Kicking it off, Audio Slave, show me how to live. I like that version of it. The intro on that is um, from uh, the, the Blind Radio DJ from the remake of the movie Vanishing Point. Um, that one, the uh, the movie version, the the, late, the remake version had Viggo Mortensen in it. It also is the best bumper sticker ever on a car because they're driving uh, the uh, Dodge Challengers, I believe. That's the car that he's driving around in. And so one of the cops that's trying to catch him in the, the more recent one goes out and gets his own Dodge Challenger. He has his own souped-up Challenger. And on the back of it, there's a bumper sticker that says, My wife, sure. My dog, maybe. My Dodge, never. <laughs> so... And if you're into driving movies, you know, between that and a gumball rally, that's a Friday night for you right yeah. there. Gumball rally. Now there's the gumball 3000 that's on like one of these bullshit 
television stations. It all takes place in Europe with these really, really expensive cars. They drive around. They don't do shit. It's crap. The original movie, The Gumball Rally, if you haven't seen it, see it. Also, you should see Vanishing Point. They're both the original. The remake actually is pretty freaking good. Music's great. The cars are awesome, dude. You know? Yo, it's the Groove of Don, and it's already passed 4 o'clock, but we're going to give you some extra groove. Los George has given me permission to do some more stuff. Before I say goodbye, I want to tell you what the last song is. It's by a guy named Jimmy McGriff. I started off the show with the Godfathers of Groove. Jimmy McGriff, um, there's a bunch of other, uh, uh, Purdy um, is in that band, but the movie, um, when I heard this song originally when in a, in a movie, I knew I knew it from somewhere and I couldn't figure it out. It took me years to finally, finally figure it out. In the movie Rounders, um, the, uh, the, the bad guy, the, you know, the bad poker player, is uh, called Worm. His nickname is Worm in the movie. Well, the name of the song is The Worm, and this is the song that gets played when they sit down at the table at the uh, at the very first game when he gets out of jail, and he goes, "We, me and Worm, we settle right back into our old way, you know, you know, flipping cards off the bottom, chip placement, marking, and all that stuff. And this is the song that gets played in the back. It's by a guy named Jimmy McGriff. It's called The Worm. As always, the entire show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Right, baby? I live the dream. I get to do it with my man. Los George. Los George. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. And we're very happy to do it. I couldn't be happy. I'm going to come back next week. Yeah, we're Mondays now, baby. Start your week off right. Okay? Got a hangover? I'll scream right in your ear, baby. There you go. There you go. I'll wake you right up. As always, though, it is aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom.
high atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.